What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. everybody and welcome back to your favorite gi joe podcast show doing a seasonal show just in time for a holiday that let's face it is very unpopular this is knowing is half the podcast and i am race to canis i am robert clark chan i'm gina ippolito i thought oh, man, i we- thought for sure chan was gonna derail us yeah, well, I, yeah you know what there's a little buzz hangover apparently <laughs> well here's the thing i i had something that i wanted to say regarding uh, like the whole Father's Dayness of it all, and then I was like, "But it isn't like really a joke. It's like some like ex- exposition, I guess. Uh, I'd better wait until we do the thing properly so I can get into it. This is yeah. serious. This is a serious podcast, and we take these things very, very <laughs> we, seriously. We absolutely uh, do. Thank you for thank you for calling it correct, Robert Clark Chan. Now I just want to open up here. By saying that uh, ordinarily I'm one to give you grief. I've given you grief about a lot of artistic choices you've made, Indeed. about certain tele- uh, television programs you've decided to bring to us on the show. Some of it is warranted. S- cer- certain episodes that you've chosen to show us in f- over other episodes that maybe would have been better. Indeed. And I've definitely given you grief about some of the art projects that you've put together uh, in your own unique vision. That's mm-hmm. fair. Mm-hmm. Today, I am mm-hmm. going to say given that the little mermaid live action movie is currently like very big in theaters, mm-hmm. given that there's a father's day holiday uh, mm-hmm. on the horizon coming up uh, uh, over the weekend, depending how long this takes. I mean, it could show up right on time. Who knows? This thing could show up around Christmas the way it's been going lately. <laughs> but the thing I wanted to say is you did an excellent job picking out an episode for this week. Mm. And I think that you deserve to hear it. Darn. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it, of course, uh, this isn't when it was supposed to happen. Uh, it got shuffled around. I, I think I actually scheduled it for later because uh, I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get I'm going to get ahead of this. I'm going to hit all of the holidays. Yeah, Jen, um, you, you scheduled it for the week after Father's Day and we moved. I moved it around so it would actually be coming out before the holiday. I really tried to fuck it up. Honestly, did even even at your best. You're still somehow the worst. Uh, there are. There are a few Father's Day cartoons. Um, there are far fewer than there are Mother's Day cartoons. That's and surprising. there are not a lot of Mother's Day cartoons. Yeah. yeah. Like, the one we went to was pretty, pretty weak sauce. Uh, this one, at least they mention Father's Day in there. It's uh, it's a general, uh, like, uh, talking point of the plot. It's yeah. forgotten quickly, but it's there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is weird, because I feel like there's a lot of parents in cartoons and like, sure, you don't want to like focus every episode on the parents because you know, like, not everybody's got two parents or even one parent. Um, That's your although, reason you don't want to focus on parents the whole time. I mean, not I don't write cartoons, it's, oh, but it's, I know it's, it's, uh, they're usually kids shows. Kids want to see themselves; they don't care about looking at fucking parents. Uh, but yeah, but like, ev- all sorts of cartoons have uh, like holiday specials. I'm just thinking of like you know, like yeah, you got. 
you're you're breaking stories and like fuck man we got like 140 of these to go through uh a christmas one a thanksgiving one a father's day one you yeah know. Well, i don't understand you why you wouldn't just pick out every holiday and just be like there we're doing those you Fucking know Arbor like day, man we Arbor, need Earth Arbor day. Day cartoons where this is now you're talking my language uh i just need to be in charge of a show so that i can give every holiday it's proper due yeah where's the hot when are we gonna finally have a cartoon that celebrates the gathering of the juggalos that's that's what i want to know right uh we've got a friend of the show who's actually performing at the gathering of the juggalos this year Very is that funny. right yeah or uh has grady done the show grady Grady's i believe only- has done this show yeah i did not is hellcross playing the gathering of the juggalos no no he's uh uh touring with the necro uh, necro now excuse me i did know that yes mm-hmm. grady james welch a uh, multiple judge from the who would win show i do believe he's been on this show at least one time uh find it in the archives <laughs> look it up because we're not gonna do it I'm, I'm not going to help you with that, but I will tell you it's in there somewhere, or maybe it's not, and I'm remembering it wrong. What a delightful goose chase I've just sent you on. Oh, my goodness. I, I guess technically you could just search our podcast feed of near 300 episodes for the word Grady. It would probably come up. Yeah, not, not guaranteed, though. Seems like a lot of work. Anyway, I did not know there was a Little Mermaid cartoon uh, from Disney back in 1992. Did not know that. This is news to me, uh, and I have Disney Plus, and I'm on there a lot, uh, cruising children's section. Not what you think. Stop uh-huh. right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did not know there was a Little Mermaid cartoon. Indeed. I uh, Yeah, I, I've actually pitched this several times for uh, who would win because there's like a bunch of episodes, so there's like a lot of things to pull from, and um, honestly, I have no idea. Uh, I don't think Ariel's probably a really strong combatant don't think she, least, don't think she is there's uh, a lot king of material triton, though here. king triton might get there i guess like he didn't really show off much he's, he's, he's like, not great like you're trying to this trident does all sorts of cool shit it's, if you're the king and it, if i were yeah. sure which i'm not yeah it's it's a lot of implied people are just like he's so powerful and then he never shows us why Hmm. Well, it's like just like in the movie, no one ever really goes to him until it's sort of too until it's like too late. I mean, I guess you could say that the uh, the poorly named urchin tries to get him, but gives up very easily. That's rude. That's like the that's like uh, how Scar is named Scar. And you're like, man, that's a stupid name for a parent, uh, a parent to give a a lion. And then you find out that, in fact, he has uh, or scar is just like a nickname and he has another name and you're like oh well good the parents couldn't possibly oh his parents named him trash of course he <laughs> grew up to be a fucking asshole jesus i mean what? it's the thing that sucks about this is that so he's a he's a merman and is uh, he is yeah he's a merman uh, he's a merman and uh, everything else in the little mermaid is like given a name that sort of fits what it is flounder is a flounder yeah sebastian obviously uh, uh his full name is sebastian the crab uh but the but the bad guy in this is like is like manta ray or whatever bad manta or something that's that's a terrible ass name yeah and then so the orphan is named urchin he is not in fact a street a sea creature named urchin and you just know some writer was like oh but he's like the other kind of urchin like 
uh, like, you know, the, the kind that's, the kind that's uh, on the streets of London picking pockets because he, yeah. he doesn't have any parents. He should have like a Newsies cap on. Yeah. I found it very clever. I found it very clever because the word urchin has two different meanings. You guys. You know what? Like, I, I get that and I understand it and I'm like kind of okay with it. Uh, the evil Manta is just some shit evil. writing there. I'm evil sorry. Manta I was my, like- I loved him. I don't um, like to call people out like that. Well, of course you would, because it's Tim goddamn Curry. And oh, even was that Tim Curry? Even when he's phoning it in, and he's phoning was it in. It oh, he is Curry? very it's much It so sounded like good. a Tim Curry knockoff. Uh, I mean. Because he was phoning it in, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I mean, for shit. Uh, Samuel Lee Wright, who plays Sebastian, it, the original Sebastian, he sounds like he's phoning it again. No, no. On Wikipedia, it says Sebastian. Uh, uh, oh, not not Sebastian. I'm thinking of the flounder is is not the, the original flounder. How come his name isn't flounder the flounder? If it's Sebastian the crab. That's two different names. R- right. It's Sebastian and then like something that describes what he is. But it's, it's not everyone name. is the something. You either get the name for for like what you are like bad manta because he's a bad manta ray or you get the name like sebastian but his last name is the crab like sebastian of vinci sebastian da vinci would be sebastian of vinci uh-huh huh <laughs> also i'm sad scuttle isn't in this and i'm even more pissed off that they make the eel sort of sound like scuttle like they're like what if this eel selling wares is an old jewish man I will give you three guesses uh, as to who voiced Maury the Eel. Is it the oh, same geez. actor that played Scuttle? Uh, I don't know who played Scuttle. Look, I know the voice. It's, it's going to kill me when you say it. I do not look this up. And as soon as he started talking, I'm like, okay, you were a very famous old timey, uh, uh, you know, uh, actor slash comedian slash voice actor. And I cannot place your name uh, at all. And I'm going to be very mad when you tell me his name is. Maurice LaMarche? No. Buddy Hackett? No. Mm, it's a Buddy Hackett type. Yeah. No. Buddy Hackett. That's uh, that's who played... Buddy Hackett played him in the original Little Mermaid. Maurice LaMarche played him, I'm guessing, after Buddy Hackett died in the Little Mermaid wow, Ariel. Spoiler beginning. alert. Huh. Okay. Well, in fact, in the uh, TV series, Maury the Eel is played by Dave Coulier. Oh, oh no good for way. Him. I was wrong noted, on all accounts. Noted oral sex receiver in a theater. <laughs> <laughs> good Dave for him. That's a Michigan guy right there, everybody. That's a Detroit comedian. Thank you, Dave Coulier. We claim him proudly. Wow. You say Look, we don't we, have a lot, Chan. We don't have a lot, Chan. We got him and Tim Allen. So, like, Dave oof, Coulier wins oof. by default. You know what great. I'm saying? Uh, great. Yeah, it's not yeah. great. It's all not right. great. You know. Um, but Little Mermaid, this is an episode, this is a Father's Day episode of Little Mermaid called Trident True, like Trident True, but Trident True. I don't hate that. Clever. Yeah, I think it's clever. I do it. Yeah. There's a, there's enough clever in this episode that uh, I only got a little bored. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like in general, I will say that like usually around this time, a kid's cartoon would just be across the board terrible. And this isn't good. But it's not terrible at any point. It's just yeah. lazy, very lazy at points. 
could uh, argue though, <laughs> Disney cartoons of the '90s were like a little bit higher, higher bar, a little higher quality than most everything else I that was being put out there. I guarantee you, we can find ones that weren't. Uh, I also thought this wasn't great, but wasn't bad. It was sort of a nothing burger to me. Yeah, yeah. you are really into this word "nothing burger." She's and saying I it a lot. It must be a writer strike thing. Yeah, it must be. Or the first time or I said it tonight. She's going down the uh, the Trump hole. Oh, that could first, be very well First time too. I said it tonight. Okay, yeah, that's tonight. one. We'll count it. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, find a little ding sound and just drop in every time you say it. <laughs> no, you won't. Stop it. Yeah, you guys can't even edit out bullshit. Oh. <laughs> I have one of those. Well, that's something. <laughs> um, I've got a hot take here because the original Little Mermaid movie came out in 1989. And my five-year-old, she just discovered it uh recently uh like in the last year and i that i honestly i'd never sat down and actually watched the whole thing before until after we went to disneyland and she went on the little mermaid ride and loved it we went on multiple times came home and she's like i want to watch little mermaid movie and i said i've never seen it let's watch it uh animation in the little mermaid movie not great it's (laughs) a little it's a little crazy and I'm my hot take is I think the animation in this 1992 cartoon is actually better than the 1989 no, crazy. animated Disney film. Did you watch uh, the original? What did you watch it on Disney Plus or some bullshit like that instead of, of owning? Of course, the, I watched it on the VHS streaming service. Like I, did. Well, <laughs> I, I guarantee you, I've seen it more than you do. And my first thought for this cartoon was, oh, they did not try as hard on the animation Wait as they did Gina, in the movie. Are you actually trying to big time me by saying, hey, Ray, that movie you said you just saw for the first time, I've seen it more times than you. Uh, well, first of all, I have many yes, issues. Gina, with I guarantee you have. You, I have many issues with the fact that you did, had not seen it. That that sort of that sort of uh, uh, it was such a huge, huge movie for so many years. And that smacks of both sexism and, oh, no, I don't want anyone to think I'm gayism to me. I would argue that uh, there are a lot of uh, films in the Disney Renaissance that would fall into a period of many people's lives of our generation and, you know, a little older, younger, where it's like you're just past that age where you could watch it. That was it. Uh, and then you then you get into like adulthood and you're kind of like, you know, I got shit to do and no, it's not at the top of my, you know, uh, to do list. So Gina, exactly. I can tell you exactly what happened. And it's I was a huge Disney fan. I like, you know, the Robin Hood, Sword in the Stone, uh, uh, Great Mouse Detective. There's a deep cut. No, no, and I loved all the, the Disney films. But Gina, hold on a sec. <laughs> hold on a sec. But that and I love the Disney it's films. I was so very hard. much hold into on. it. 1988 came around. The year before Little Mermaid dropped and a movie called Akira fell into my lap and changed the way I viewed what animation could be and should be. And at that point, movies like The Little Mermaid were no longer of interest to me when the world of anime had just opened up. That was the animation I was tuned into. So I've never seen Hunchback of Notre Dame. I've never sat down and watched The Lion King. Any of these movies from this certain era of the uh, 1980, basically after Akira, up until like general adulthood, I didn't see any of them. Go ahead. Nah. <laughs> My point was so strong. Gina has backed down. I can't see how that's possible. Uh, I feel like there's another reason for it, 
but it is what it is. Uh, yeah, it's just you're spouting a bunch of bullshit trying to make yourself sound uh, sound smart. Uh, you know what? The truth will set me free, and it does in this case. Uh, I try not to agree with Ray, just just on general principle, because you're usually never right works out well. Usually right, uh, but I, I I hear him on this one. That makes Thank a lot you. of sense. Well, uh, there, yeah, was a, just, there was a period of time that was Beauty and the Beast, The Little Mermaid, Aladdin, which most people consider the the best of the Disney movies. A lot of with, people say that with the best songs, and that's because they were mm. the songs were written by Alan Menken and yeah. Howard Ashman. Howard Ashman, unfortunately, uh, uh, passed away like right before Beauty and the Beast got nominated for a huge like Academy Award, and and he didn't get like to sixteen s- feet tall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but those, I-, I believe, Lion King was maybe also in there as well. But Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, widely considered to have the best songs. And 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 after he passed away. Alan Menken has done stuff since then, but Ashman was widely considered to be sort of the 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 genius behind it all. Wow! And take uh, that, Menken. And they, I think that them together has never been. Now that might very well be true. Andrew Lloyd, ever since Weber died, has just not been <sighs> the same. That's how that works. That is one hundred. You know, to be fair, though, Alan Menken, and the one that really gets me is from the, of course, great movie. Uh, Wreck It Ralph 2, Wreck, uh, Ralph Wrecks the Internet. Uh, and he wrote the, sl- Alan Menken wrote the Slaughter Race song as sung by Vanilla P. Von Schweetz. And I remember as I'm watching that movie going like, this song is hilarious and brilliant and wonderful to see the closing credits. Oh, it was written by Alan Menken. That explains a heck of a lot. I find him to be still phenomenally talented. He's j- he's he doesn't he does not do lyrics. He only does he only composes the music. So so Ashman is usually the one that's like that gets the credit. He also did the the songs for Little Shop of Horrors, which are which are great. Excellent. Uh, yeah. He was a he was a genius. Uh, but he he was diagnosed with AIDS <laughs> and. During the production oh, no. of The Little Mermaid, uh, uh, he he found out he had AIDS and then he was undergoing treatment while he was working on Beauty and the Beast and then unfortunately died. Uh, I think he was only like 40 years old. They had a whole NPR thing Oof. about him. It was very, very sad because Beauty and the Beast was the first uh uh was the first like animated movie that people that people sort of paid attention to in terms of oh this isn't just good for an animated movie it was it was uh uh, great so yeah it got nominated for an academy award but he died like right before it did uh yeah so he didn't he unfortunately didn't get to see but yeah he he they they credit the disney renaissance to him and a lot of people think if he had still been alive then the next sort of round of of disney movies would have done even better but those are those are the three that like people have the most fondness for, especially people of a certain age, mostly True. because of Howard Ashman. And those people tend to be about five years younger than me. For example, TV's Gina Ippolito. <laughs> uh, here's the thing: like uh, uh, you are correct, but also. I watched all of them because I was comfortable with my masculinity. Yeah, that's what oh, I'm saying. I, the the fact that Ray had no curiosity about this about this these movies is very telling. 
I mean, well, I was I mean, a full like, on theater dork, so that's you know that's not a good defense uh, for 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 me. No, I was a full on theater dork as well. I just this was a blind spot that maybe I should have seen, but it just never struck me as you know I'm multifaceted. My nerd side is as high as my theater uh, nerd side, and so sometimes those two worlds bash together. Uh, in Mr. this case, there's a, there's a lot a- of. You never read a wizard magazine in the 90s. I ain't buying it. <laughs> Listen, I ain't buying that, it. You know what? The theater nerd side of me kept that down. <laughs> Thank you, Robert Clark Chan. I know, but I, I never saw Jurassic Park until a few years ago. I've still never sat down and watched Titanic. Lion, I said Lion King. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. I've still never seen these movies. Like This is a huge gaping hole in my uh, reference level, but they're around. They're around so much. I've gone on the rides. I feel like I've seen them even though I haven't. Does that make sense? Is that? Nope. I Somebody in the audience is tracking real hard with what I'm saying right now. And you know what? <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> just a little slide. Just a little slide. Hashtag Ray. I get it. Just that's all. That's all you got to do. And I'll know. I'll know we're on the same page. You don't got to say more. It's fine. It's a little embarrassing to admit that the greatest uh, late 80s, early mid 90 uh, cinematics uh, that happened. You just skipped in favor of Army of Darkness. That's just what I did. Uh, just, uh, keep an eye on your Twitter four years from now when, uh, people you know, <laughs> going through the backlog, eventually catch up like, yes, I need to hashtag this to uh, Ray on here. the thing, which is now what, what used to be Twitter. And, yeah. uh, hopefully he'll remember what I'm talking about. And no, here's the deal though. The problem is the people that would be tracking with it are probably going to skip the little mermaid episode. Probably. <laughs> Regrettably. Yeah. And I here's wish the- they hadn't. They'll come back in 15 years once they've had a kid. Oh, and, okay, yeah. Uh, you're right. like, oh, my God. Yeah, I just finally oh. watched this. I should listen to what these guys had to say about it back in 2023. This is, this is the gift it's that keeps great. on giving. Gonna love uh, it. Anyway, uh, let, let's get the thing going. Uh, 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 I just called him Blue Cape because they didn't say who he was. But his name legitimately, as, as y'all said, Evil Manta. The Evil Manta, yes. The so Evil Manta. He has another name like Al the evil manta uh i just love it there's a sales fish that comes around he's trying i don't know what the sales eel you call him a sales fish but he's an eel so that already messed me up cave to cave eel fish or cave to cave sales fish i'm sorry that's it which i i I don't know uh that's a bit you should like chan that's in your wheelhouse it's it's kind of there and that's what that's why like when he when he first said it i was like i don't know if i'm gonna like this or not because if you keep it up, you know, if you keep maintain a high level, I'm into it. But if it's if it just ends up being like the Flintstones, you know, we're just dragging every single thing like, but Boy. what if we were underwater? There uh, was a lot of that in this episode, to be there fair. was. <laughs> and so I think even though this line here personally, I hate cave to cave sales fish is OK. I feel like they kind of overdid it. And in retrospect, not that great. I don't know. You're you're a sales you're a vulnerable sales fish. You're carrying around a like basket of all the wares you own to sell. Mm-hmm. I just don't think you go for the evil overlord into his castle and it's just the try only to sell. Has any money? Yeah, but even when he finally sells him something, it's like, how about I pay you with your life? And it's like, uh, you know, that's not a good deal. You shouldn't have gone. Shouldn't have gone, dude. He's not a good sales fish. I think He's we can all agree. He's a better thief, honestly. That he's a sales fish. Middling Wrong thief. line of work. Mm. um that's fair uh we open up with uh after this wonderful scene uh, uh okay so yeah salesfish shows up and gets kicked out uh we find out that evil manta has a dogfish 
that's very like rabid. I love him. He's adorable. Oh, gosh. I, you know what? I'm mad at myself for wondering uh, to myself if Gina would like that dogfish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it's pretty dumb, Ray. I mean, it's an animal. Gotta love it. Uh, skeet shooting. We open with skeet shooting with his trident. So apparently that's a thing the trident can do. Um, the skeet shooting, uh, that would be King Triton and uh, this new boy named Urchin. God, here, here's the, this is what I will say about this, uh, this Urchin boy. Uh, the premise of the episode is basically that he's, he's an Urchin. His name is Urchin and he is a street Urchin because he has no parents and he sort of hangs around King Triton because he desperately needs a father figure. Now, King Triton has just a ton of daughters. It's established in the movies. They Their names all start with A. Uh, and so they could have, this could have been just a girl, one of his daughters. And instead, they, you know that the logic behind this is like, well, dads and sons have a special kind of relationship. Dads and daughters have a totally different kind of relationship. So, like, let's, like, make a brand new character that we've never seen before uh, instead of just making it Ariel or one of her sisters trying to get uh, get him. Because, like, girls don't go on as many adventures. And I hate it. <laughs> That's a that's a bold take because this is literally a show about girls going on adventures. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a it's a show about Ariel and and her sort of misadventures, yes, which makes it even dumber. But like this yeah. character is is so clearly designed to be like, yeah, like King Triton doesn't have any sons, and this kid doesn't have any parents, and like you know every boy needs a dad, and like dads and sons like he'll he'll want to make him proud like it just hits differently and it's just stupid it looks like he did he was in five episodes uh out of what is this like 30 something or something along those lines um so like uh it's not like a one-off character he doesn't show up very often um (laughs) he only shows up to suck uh Uh, honestly i can't stand him hated him uh, it is and it, I assume that almost all these other episodes are aerial fronted. So, you know, if there's like one episode that like features like a boy character, that's fine. Um, if he took like a main role or showed up more than fucking five times, I'd be like, I'm out. I yeah. absolutely hated this character. Yeah, I, hated I, him. I hate him. I um, uh, the- And again, like also again, it's like. Damn, dude, this guy, it, like, it, it would have been cool, and I'm sure maybe the rest of the series does this, but, like, the, the, the sisters in The Little Mermaid are just, like, less hot, worse singing versions of Ariel. <laughs> and, like, I'm they unfair. don't get, they don't really get a backstory. They're just sort of, like, they're the ones that sort of follow the rules and are interested in hot mermen, and then there's Ariel who's, like... <laughs> So like give this storyline to a daughter, like make have like one of the daughters be like, I never stand out from the bunch. I I always try and get him an interesting gift every year. But every year it's just another, you know, the, the, the underwater version of a tie, which is a joke that they make a lot kind of. But like there's no reason to add a new character in there just because he's a boy. And it really pisses me off. It's what, interesting. What, I yeah. don't think this passes the Bechdel test despite having many, many female characters who indeed that even talk to each true. other. 
but they're all talking about what they're going to get daddy for uh, uh, Father's Day. I mean, that's understandable oh. based on the fact that it's a Father's Day episode. So they, they, I, I have an issue with the fact that none of them, like that Ariel doesn't do her shopping more than one day in advance. Like, give me a break. <laughs> so I mean, you, you just have type A issues with it. No, I mean, here's the thing. Again, like it's established in the movies that she like collects all these wonders and she loves her dad. But but like so you would think she would be excited to be like, oh, my God, I want to get him something really cool. Maybe something that he's never seen before. Maybe something from like the human world that he's never seen before. I don't know. Uh Apparently, this is a prequel, so it's possible she's yeah. like not got into that yet. Uh, oh, it takes okay. place between two things, though. It takes place between, uh, like the the aerial prequel movie and the and the Little Mermaid. Oh, more, pre- yeah, you know, there yeah, was yeah. An aerial prequel movie. <laughs> yeah, and then there's one like where she where she has like spooted out a little baby, and the baby like wants to swim what? in the water. So it's Wait, she what? has a baby. Yeah, she has a baby. You guys don't. You guys don't know Little Mermaid two. Back to the oh, sea. Definitely oh, okay. do not. I thought. I thought you meant a prequel. I was like, she's already like porking some no, dude. No, no. After she marries Prince Eric, they have a baby, and this baby okay. is like has human legs, and she's like, I just want to be in the sea, and it's a whole. It's like a. It's like the reverse. It's like oh, whatever you do, your kids will want to do the opposite. Oh yeah. Well, look, uh, I, I just, yeah, I just want to say real quick, I, I, why I hated Urchin before we move clearly on, um, <laughs> is, is listen, Urchin is an orphan, uh, an unloved, unwashed orphan, even though he's in the ocean somehow. And the king, the king of all the sea has taken time out of his day to do an activity with this kid, in Mm. this case, skeet shooting. Mm. And then the king, the ruler of everything, turns to this orphan he owes literally nothing to, who he just took time out for and says, okay, I got king shit to do. And the orphan gets passive aggressive, like, oh, he never has time for me. He doesn't owe you anything, Urchin. Also, what are you talking like about? 90 of his own kids that deserve their own storylines. <laughs> yep. Yeah. This mm-hmm. Urchin, and that's why it's just like, dude, he's already done more for you than he ever needed to, period. And it's still not good enough. Go F yourself, Urchin. Well, Go F I'll, yourself. I'll say this as uh, someone who now has a young lad of, uh, maybe not exactly that age, but right around there, like the amount of attention they can suck in oh, is, boy. is literally bottomless. You could go well, to that the, is true. the, the depths of the Marianas trench and you would still find room <laughs> uh, for the child to suck up your attention. So is it good? Absolutely not. Irritating. 100%. Is it real? It kind of is. It is. Like that's uh, it. But there's a difference. This is actually your kid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, wow, wow. I, I got I got all the time in the world for my kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just saying. Um, okay. Uh, 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 do we have anything else to say about uh, uh, any of this before we move on with the plot? Remember, just that he sucks. He sucks. Uh, and he not only does he suck, he decided to like act out, as it were. So he's going to get some of his seafaring creature friends together, who he could just be playing with, honestly. 
And instead, he goes and he pranks some of Triton's daughters, you know, uh, the ones and the rest, as the old Gilligan's Island theme song would have called them, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, pranking their makeup. And that would be what, like a uh, a lipstick is actually like a, I don't even know. a, a Yeah, like a shrimp, like a sea shrimp, shrimp or yeah, something. Thank you. I think that's, yeah, I think you got that, Gina. Uh, uh, there's a sponge powder with like a sponge fish. And the comb is like a fish with like a pointy, you know, thing on its back. And then the girls come over and they try to use their makeup to get all ready. And they're talking all about what they're going to get dad for Father's Day. And it turns out all of them kind of suck a little bit, too. And then they all get pr- and then pranked is just like uh, essentially they'll be like going to use the lipstick and then the shrimp pops out and shits all over their face. Like those are the pranks level we're talking about right here. Yeah. Also, okay. all these sea creatures are in on it. Like like They're this, all in this shitty yeah. kid is like, ha ha. Uh, I also I have a theory that his parents left him, but that's a whole other that's a whole oh, other thing. Oh, oh no, because that's, he's, I because, break he's, that down. because he's shitty. Uh, but yeah, he does he does this bit and he's like, okay, shrimp, you gotta like the shrimp basically like, yeah, like poops red all over her face. Uh and then and then the the the, the comb fish messes her hair up. So they're in on it. This shitty little kid got got them in on it, but also yeah. no harm done. I would have laughed if I was yeah. if I was watching it. Yeah, I was honestly surprised because normally in this situation, in this kind of cartoon, the girls would lose it. Uh, and in fact, what they what they say is just that boy needs a good talking to. Yes, by somebody he respects. Well, it definitely leaves us out. <laughs> that was. That was so weird. That was well. Oh. That definitely leaves us out. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was that was funny. To be fair, that line was funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the I other can... lines were ridiculous. That is not a way I think anyone would say in this situation. It felt pretty misogynist, honestly. I don't. Uh, no, he's, he's a, I, I get this. He's like a you know like a ten year old boy who who doesn't have respect for seventeen year old women. Yeah. All right. All right, yeah. you're you're supporting this year's co-signing I, I behavior. It, it is that. like especially back then, you know, like it is. They do. They even say at the end, like he already is kind of like our crappy little brother. Like this is, I think, just what boys do to, especially older girls, because they're like, ha ha ha. Like they they're always doing. It's like a John Hughes version, which yes, condones rape. So there you go. E. You know, <laughs> it, it, he really is like he's like the Huck Finn of the Merman. <laughs> yeah you know and i mean that as derogatorily as possible sure um now they go to the market uh ariel's at the market looking for a father's day gift and this is where we get some of the flintstone shit okay the makeup pranks were also flintstone shit but here we get a guy selling a fish that's also a beard trimmer <laughs> that goes nuts and like shaves all of his body and facial hair off it's a pretty pretty good beard trimmer though like if if i had a fish that ate all body hair that would be cool okay yeah, yeah, so, okay. so what you're saying is you're okay with like uh, a crab, like uh, kind of like an aquatic insect, just crawling all over <laughs> no. you, and slowly devouring your your hair. No. It's- okay, Gina, I've already pressed uh, send on the order from Amazon to your house. I, <laughs> I mean, I can't take it back now. <laughs> creepy, water, creepy water bug coming your way. Creepy water bug that no. eats all hair. Yes, I, it was very easy to find. Shockingly, very inexpensive. No. Man, Amazon just has everything, doesn't it? <laughs> they just have everything, man. They'll get it to you in 24 hours because if they don't, it'll die. <laughs> uh, that's the new motto of Amazon. <laughs> um, then we have a squid pen. 
and we get the requisite. I think they do this gag like three times in the cartoon of the thing not writing and then <laughs> shooting out ink everywhere. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. It's just what well, it's not that funny. It's not a good bit. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, then we meet back up with the sales fish, the eels here, saying like, ah, you don't want one of those. You hey, want one of these. I loved mm-hmm. it. It was a good bit. Uh, can we hear the voice? Honestly, I thought he did an excellent job. I liked his job with this character. How'd you like to be the only kid on your sandbar with this one-of-a-kind shell? Oh, thanks. But Daddy already has a hundred of those in his collection. You know, it's kind of like it's Dave Coulier doing Joe Pesci. That's no, what it is. No, it's Dave Coulier doing Buddy Hackett. We have already established this. Oh, is Joe Pesci just doing Buddy Hackett? Yeah, I'll see. I could see that. Yeah, I guess I could see that. Oh, wow. We just, we've uncovered one of the riddles of the Sphinx. Yes. Yes, we have. It's man. Just let him, let him. Uh, wow i'm so smart anyway the eels uh, offers them these uh, glow-in-the-dark glowy shells and they're just like yes these glowy shells sound great he goes well i don't have any but i got a map to where you could find them good bit i liked it mm-hmm. uh, they got to go to shark canyon and they're just like that sounds very dangerous sharks try to eat us and he says no 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 there's no sharks in shark canyon it turns out there weren't any sharks in shark there canyon he was yeah. this guy is out on the level somehow. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yeah. Cause shark Canyon is just a, uh, a hole in the ground that's shaped like a shark that you go down into. Yeah. All right. Shark Canyon. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a weird kind of misdirect that does uh, like speaks of good writing, except that it's just like real. It, it just seems kind of like an anomaly here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, so they, they, we waste no time at all. We're going A to B to C in this episode. We're going straight to Shark Canyon. Uh, they find the glow shells. They're down way at the bottom. And as they're going to try to find and, and get pull them out, and honestly, they don't seem that hard to pull out. Like, I don't know why there aren't more of these things. I mean, people could sell these for lots of clams. You, is that the currency? That is an uh, aerial uh, monopoly. It's it's I mean, clams, you, shellfish, We shells. know why they're there. Because of the octopus that shows up. That's sort Correct. of the whole thing. It's like, yeah, there's no sharks, but nobody goes there because they get eaten by a giant octopus. Yeah, he's mean too. Like, we meet other octopi in the octopedal in this uh, episode, and they are not mean. In fact, they are tools of the establishment. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't like that the I don't like that the octopus is is the villain here. Uh I think we need to educate humanity about how gentle and smart these creatures are so i would have rather they're they're smart i wouldn't say gentle yeah they are haven't you ever seen the one where it's like caressing the the lady's finger and oh oh god i'm gonna barf all right uh send send her one send her a send her an octopus to gently (laughs) caress her in the night i would like that i like i like the octopus the gentle octopus i would like to be friends with one i am Uh, skeeved as hell right now i i <laughs> you need to watch my octopus friend ray no, you monster i'm zero percent sure i would rather watch all these disney films i've missed uh back in the early 90s than watch your octopus friend today i'll just put it there uh terrifying they are absolutely t- we had some friends over uh my wife's friends and they said we're gonna do korean barbecue in your backyard oh boy 
And so they brought they brought over a new they've just bought it. It's Korean barbecue style grill and a whole bunch of like, uh, uh, you know, meats. And they put the meats on the grill and then they heat them up. And then and so they brought like five or six courses of meats and we were full after three. Um, but the fourth course they brought out, they were like, well, I don't know who's going to eat them, but I got some tiny octopus. No. And I go, fuck, no. Hold I'm on. not. I'm not eating that. Were they alive? I don't think no, they please, were alive. Please. I didn't look hard enough to find out. Fair enough. Uh, now uh, here's the, here's what's crazy. I didn't eat one. My mm-hmm. wife didn't eat one. Mm-hmm. My five year old ate one. And Why she is that was crazy? more brave. She was into it. She was into it. Yeah, they're fucking I, I delicious. Every Italian person eats them when they're little. Don't don't be such a white person. <sighs> I mean, too late, <laughs> guys. I don't know what to tell you. We used Here's to eat thing. them uh, all the time, and then so once horrifying. I once I realized how smart they were, I could no longer do it. And, I, and wow. but they're still super fucking delicious. It sounds like Italians are horrible human beings. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> who enjoy the suffering of others? Man, mm. it's a good thing dolphins aren't near Sicily, or they'd be extinct. Right? Mm. It's like a cove all over, but Mediterranean. Mm. Yeah, Mediterranean it's, it's so cove. Un- so unfortunate mm. no uh tentacles are terrifying octopus are horrifying everything about that is upsetting uh i will not i will not be eating the octopus don't trust don't trust an octopus i definitely do not anyway the point to get back to here is there's a big old mean octopus which is just wild again because we we see a friendly octopus later working as a masseuse i mean here's the thing like octopuses are, are not a monolith some are good. Some, you know, like work for a living, uh, engage in capitalism. Wait. And Every some... puss is working for the weekend. Is this the... Wait, so this is the Buzz Dixon theory of crafting non, you know, uh, uh, or ethnic villains is the fact that if you're going to have like a villain of a certain ethnicity, you have to make sure there is also a hero in the same property of that ethnicity to make sure that people don't mistake you for saying the this group of people is bad when you have an example of one being good is that what octopus are doing in this little mermaid episode i don't know how heroic a masseuse is but oh sure. let me tell you anybody who's willing to give me a massage is a goddamn hero in my book man octopuses are the drizzling shits come over here and give me a back rub <laughs> that's not how that works right <laughs> what are you talking about what is happening? Also, I would never let an octopus uh, touch me. That is horrifying. No, yeah, that'd be real not, weird. Not even a massage. Not even. Not even a good one. I would <laughs> not accept from an octopus. Sorry, sorry, sir or madam. I don't actually know how octopus genitalia work. Probably wow. for the best. I don't. You know what? Unlike unlike the American right wing, I don't spend my time worrying about the genitals of others. That's good, I guess. Like in this context, it's the context that that concerns me. But like, yeah, we can move on. That's it's not important. Okay, great. I would really like to. Um, okay, so well, yeah, this is where we are. They're stuck in the cave, and Urchin is uh, Flounder and Ariel stuck in the cave. It's a very deep cave, but the guy, the the octopus, has got very long tentacles. Again, terrifying, and he's reaching out trying to grab at him, uh, uh, which is just like, oh, this is this is making me upset, and um. 
the urchin boy runs off and he says, I got to find King Triton. Goes to King Triton's throne room. King Triton, after a long day of signing paperwork, <laughs> signing scrolls, ah, I am so exhausted. That's enough kinging for one day. I mean, and he goes, to, get, goes no, to the spa. Emotional labor. He's, it's not just that his hands cramping up like he's I, got real duties to take care of he's i don't believe he's read any of the people things. he's deciding who Stop gets it. what bailiwick and who's you know uh, these aren't elected positions that are under him he's got to do all the doling uh, out and all this stuff it's, uh, yeah, i don't think he I read think, a single I think one flounder probably like summarizes each one but yeah i agree i mean he's and also he's got to do more because he knows that the next day is his like only day off there's probably a whole bunch of sea people that are like trying to trying to get different bills passed for their little sections of the ocean. Don't you remember? I'm just a bill, Ray. Now imagine that each one of those scrolls is a little talking scroll who tells him what he does and who made him and all of the things that he's you know going to affect. Like you got to. That's just that's a grind, man. I don't know. I don't I don't get the vibe that he that he read a single thing. That's all. And also it's weird that you say that because it just occurred to me that Sebastian is like the the choir leader. He writes music, but he's also involved deeply in the political scene. I, I that's a little weird. Oh, they respect the arts there, huh? <laughs> uh, I, I can see why you'd be confused, because uh it's not like you have seen that anywhere in our country. Oh, yeah, I guess. You know, never mind. I've seen Kid Rock in the Oval Office. You know what? I've, uh, you're right. Um, so uh, Urchin runs over to uh, get the king. He's not there because he's at the spa uh, getting sure. a massage from an octopus. Also, you know, speaking delightful. of like phoning it in, this is this is the voice of the original Sebastian. So it's not like he'd say it's like a shitty knockoff. It's the real guy. Your majesty, you've been kinging too hard. You could use a nice relaxing dip in the hot spring. Excellent. That just sounds like, like, uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he does just sound, he sounds tired. He sounds like, uh, he sounds, he probably like signed a season long contract and then like had gotten some other work and was like, crap, how do I do this voice again? Ugh, I'm so tired of this. I don't even know. This is like four, four years after the little mermaid would have been made. And he's probably worked constantly with this character and he is just ready to move on at this point. But the yeah. checks are good. Mm hmm. You know, I don't I never will understand how the David Caruso's of the world leave the one thing that they finally like nailed. Right. <laughs> I just like you, you've been you've been, you know, working. You've been doing good. You finally land on the thing that sort of has put you on the map. And then after like two seasons, they're just like, I'm going to go do something else now. Why? Oh, my God. You have plenty of time to be an actor. Like, I'm just trying to imagine, like, what if Chris, Chris Evans, after, like, Winter Soldier, was like, I've had enough Captain America. Like, no one would be happy and he would be done. Like, I don't know. That's crazy to me. I when anybody, what, somebody does it, I, I don't understand. Uh, back when I was doing entertainment journalism, I had to go to a few of those sets for those long-running shows. You know, the ones that are, like, in their 15th season. And they're still just cranking out the same procedural bullshit. And um, like the people that stick around, those are the people that I really respected. Cause like all of them, like they had other shit going on. They're like, okay, I'm here and I'm busting my ass for, you know, um, uh, you know, like four or five days a week working like, you know, 12, 14, 16 hour days. 
And then, uh, then we're done on hiatus. I'm going to go fucking do some theater shit and like, just go and do stuff at like little black box theaters. Like these people like love what they do. They love art and you know, all of that. And honestly, it's, um, it's kind of sad. Like the, the strikes that are happening are a reminder that like a lot of there used to be a time where you could just work and now you kind of can't yeah no i get it like i like i work in the world of video games a little bit different than this industry but only halfway different really you know uh it's still production and i had a one-on-one with my manager and he was saying to me he says uh you know we i'm asking this question of everybody do you you know like what you're doing do you want to keep doing it and i'm just like sir I would do this. I would do this till the end of time. What are you talking about? This is the best thing in the world, and I'm so happy to be here. I'm never going to get bored. <laughs> like I can't get bored physically. I can't get bored at work because I have five thousand podcasts <laughs> and a bunch of other stuff I'm doing. So it's like this is awesome. No, keep me here forever, please. You know, <laughs> I don't know. That's just me. Uh, Gina, any extra thoughts here? Nope. Okay. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. From Disney's The Little Mermaid. Listen close, I have a secret to tell. How to make a princess out of Ariel. Princess Mermaid Ariel. In her fin is a sparkling surprise. Her fin changed to a gown. She's a princess before your eyes. She's so gorgeous. Hair so lovely, a crown so bright. <laughs> Time to dance away, dance away. Into the night. Princess Mermaid Ariel. Eric Dahl from Gift Set Sold Separately. Now back to G.I. Joe. So Urchin here steals the trident. Now this is a bad move. I think he can in barely his, carry in his the mind thing. he thinks he's like borrowing it for the greater good. But just he does just, say like, that, yeah. I, like just I mean, I guess I, I I guess I kind of get like at least he tried to find King Triton. At least like that's sort of better than I think other cartoons would do at this time. Yeah. 
Like, like it wasn't just like he like okay. went and he was like, I'm going to save her on my own. Like, I, I feel like an 80s cartoon would be like, oh, yeah, would be like, oh, I'm going to take I'm going to take it. Like he just got up to go to the bathroom. I'm going to take it. Uh, but at least in this, he's like, hey, uh, like King Triton, I need your help. Oh, crap. Like Sebastian? No. And so then he's like, what do I do? And in his mind, he's probably thinking like, damn, she's probably dead. <laughs> like if I wait another minute, she's dead. And, and this is kind of a very little kid way of thinking. I mean, I remember like at, at this, this is I was five years old or four or five. I was in kindergarten and I like went to use the restroom right before everyone went to lunch <laughs> and like came out and like the classroom was dark and like everyone was at lunch, which by the way, the lunchroom was like, it's a, it was a small school. The lunchroom was like 10 feet down the hallway. <laughs> and I like had no idea like what to do. I don't know if I thought I was going to get in trouble. I heard a teacher coming and like hid in a cubby. <laughs> like I was just, and then like at some point everyone came back and I like realized I was like, shit, 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 shit. I got to, I guess I got to pop out. So I like sort of came out and the teacher was like, Gina, where were you? And I was like, I was like, I, I, I came out of the bathroom and no one was here. And she was like, why didn't you just walk to the lunchroom? And I was like, oh, like, so I get that this, this, you know, eight year old urchin kid is like, all right, well, my one plan was to get the king <laughs> The backup plan was to get the get the crab man who serves the king. That's shot to hell. Oh, look, there's a trident. I guess I can save them on my own. Like I couldn't have gone to one of the hundreds of security guards whose job it is to keep the princess safe and who are just wandering the halls of this place. I mean, it, it's been well established that that security is very lax in, in every, in every <laughs> well, little, mermaid, little Mermaid iteration. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't even he, have Secret Service for his own kids, remember? Ariel gets like pulled aside by Ursula uh, in the movie. There's no like well, Secret Service fish there. she shouldn't have been, to be fair. Like, she, she went to places... That she wow, shouldn't have gone. Tina victim blaming right off the yeah, bat. Wow. Yeah, wow. I mean, that? she went seeking trouble. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. You know, if those people hadn't just gone there to do those things, they <laughs> wouldn't have gotten in trouble. I, I, wow. I, um, part of, part of the problem I have with this is that he doesn't have like this real strong impulse to do something bad. Like, I, it's not that I need a lesson, but I do need like a really strong arc story or character arc here. And he's just sort of like doing a thing, you know, that it's just like he, he doesn't make a real good choice, but he's, you know, doing what he has to in the moment because, you know, he's pressed. It's not like he was just wandering around like, oh, I guess I'll just grab this trident. Like this is important stuff. And so he grabs it. And at that this point, I was like, so wait a minute. Is this a metaphor for like gun safety? Yes, yes it is. Yeah, it, it, yeah I, I mean, was it's, gonna it's very clear at the end that that's what yes. it is. That's, yeah, but at this point, it's it's just sort of weirdly, you know, yes. like what what's happening and like what's what's the point of this going to be? I mean, yeah. I what when when King Triton went on his spa day, I found it odd that he just left his tridents because like it's established in the movie that that's 
Like, you know, that it's super, super, super powerful. It's what Ursula wants the whole time, basically. Uh, yeah. and, and he just like leaves it by his throne. Like, why not just take it with you? Uh, uh, it, it didn't seem. And then at the and then at the end, when they really do make a like, oh, tridents, try if you leave your trident out, it could go off in someone's face and sh- and shoot them. Gun safety. Uh, when they make their whole like their whole thing, I was just like, oh god, that's what this was. Yeah, it. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They don't hit you with it until the very end. But uh, yes, we I, we all we all came to the same conclusion. So it, it's obvious. Look, when I got it, that's how you know it was too heavy handed. I mean, it definitely it definitely feels like a like Disney gave a note. That was like, can we tie a real, a, a real world lesson into this? And then they they sort of put it in there, like they they just sort of shoved shoved a lesson in there. It didn't. It did not feel like when they were breaking this episode, they were like, okay, how do we get a gun safety episode in here? It feels like they were like, okay, it's Father's Day. Ariel gets in trouble. This kid goes to try and save her, makes things worse. And then a Disney exec was like, you know, it'd be great is if every episode had some sort of lesson. This one can be gun control. I kind of wonder, though, if it wasn't um, that they were tasked with making a gun control episode and they're like, but we got to like be chill about it. We can't like uh, slam people over the head or someone thought that a gun control uh, episode would be a good idea but he didn't he or she didn't want to um hit it on the nail too hard and like maybe kind of like slide it you know under the uh radar and so it just comes off as just kind of like oh i guess that's a metaphor but it's mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. The thing that super annoyed me uh, was the fact that this kid doesn't know how to use the trident, can barely hold the trident because it's so heavy, and yet seems to think that he can lug it all the way to where Ariel's being menaced and yep. then make this gigantic octopus go away. Like, he he doesn't know how to use it. Like, it's 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 nothing he, to him. He actually does know how to use it because he saw, he saw King Triton say, trident fire. Oh, okay. So, like, he he knows he knows that that's how to make it go. All right. You know what? That's fair enough. He at least thinks he knows how to use it. That's that is at least plausible enough for me. That's fair because they were doing the skeet shooting earlier. Okay, yeah. I take it all back, Gina. You nailed me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Play the music, Chan. You got 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 Nickelodeon. Ugh, I don't Nickelodeon. You know I, Sup- no, that was it. Superior. That's why I was never on a musical improv team. I don't really have. Create the drop right now. Every time Gina gets me, we play it again. Mm. God, you guys are gonna be so tired of that. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't do that. Anyway. Anyway, anyway, so uh, they we we cut back to the uh, uh, the the cave, and the now the octopus is trying to smash all of the support pillars in the cave to create a cave in. And I'm like, I guess you know that's fine, but it doesn't even work. Stupid octopus. Maybe they're not that smart. Ariel just starts picking up and using the same animation, roughly seventeen uh, times, throws uh, a rock at the octopus and biffs him in the snoot. Uh, no, no, he biffs the tentacle, which then pulls the tentacle back and then goes Thank back you. in and the very same rock, the very same tentacle gets bopped back again. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> I guess we are cutting corners here and there. 
He-Man uh, he cartoons thinks you reuse too much animation here. Let me just is, put it out there. This is no gummy bears. We'll say that much. Oh my gosh. That was insane. And they just kept doing it. Yep. <laughs> That's yep. what got me. It's like, after like the third time, I'm like, okay. And then there were like six more times. Uh, and then just a little bit after this, uh, there's this electrocution uh, animation that was also repeated. Oh, yeah. Look, the episode like, clearly came in short. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like, the beats sort of made sense. Like, they uh, did. They did. Uh, if you had, yeah, you've got like, okay, we need like 45 seconds for this uh, scene of peril where the octopus is trying to grab them. And you're like, yeah, we don't have money for. Yeah, uh, um, don't worry about that. We're Disney. We don't have money. Yeah. Oh wait, that's actually that's actually true in the year 2023. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh the eel, the eel's now there. Uh sales fish is there to help with the like we all know what's going to happen here. Come on. Yeah. And yeah. I don't even know what the eel's thinking quite honestly. You know you can't trust uh, e- the evil manta for God's sakes, but he ends up using a net, stealing the trident from urchin who's a real idiot. He's really stupid. I thought this was going to be a uh, magic beans kind of situation. Uh, and then, yeah, he just like straight up uh, uh, steals it from him. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess that's not what we're going to do. Um, no. <laughs> it feels like we could have gone different ways to make it a little more interesting or engaging or something. Yeah, I mean, this is this is sort of the story of of disney tv shows this is why i was a nickelodeon kid nickelodeon usually made the weird choices disney always made the the sort of uninteresting safe choices yeah which i mean if you're a parent like do you probably want the kids fine hell no you want your kid making the weird choices okay also true i want my kid making all the weird choices you're right i mean that's a fact uh after all of the goddamn unboxing gaming youtubes that uh my kid watches right now i would be deliriously happy to have watched this piece of shit little mermaid cartoon i mean you should try showing him an old nickelodeon cartoon they're weird you might like them he's not into the muppet show which already tells me this kid is chan this is not good news yeah 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 chan you want to know a secret Hmm. mine isn't into the muppet show either Ah, what is it about kids today? I don't know. Well, yeah, this is the thing I'll be a cranky conservative about. <laughs> well, those meddling kids. <laughs> oh, it's so for, upsetting. For a while, he was into some uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, okay, okay. Some of these later uh, versions are actually really good. The, um, new, the new trailer looks amazing. I wrote a breakdown guys, of it for Tommy Bechtold for like that that tr- the new movie looks yeah. fucking dope as hell yeah Y'all, we broke uh, the trailer down and there's so there's a lot of cool details i was surprised though like i said like because i was never a huge fan of the og cartoon series it was okay but because i had started on the original eastman and laird comics i was like yeah this is some like kitty bullshit um so i wasn't expecting much but the I want to say it's the 2012 and the 2017 series mm-hmm. um, are surprisingly strong. And like, I watched them. And I'm like, that's pretty good stuff. Mm-hmm. Y'all, you, I, I was a big fan of the cartoon of Ninja Turtles. And then I got into the Eastman and Laird comics. And then I had a conversation on my school bus with somebody who pointed out several moments that were just total bullshit in the cartoon show. And <laughs> I went, you're right. This isn't very good. <laughs> now, 
the show that I got to talk about this, I got to derail everything for a minute because my, my five-year-old is watching a show and uh, it's on, uh, it's on Max, as we call it, uh, formerly HBO Max. And it's a show I did not know existed. It's a show that I wish if we ever do My Three Dads again, we got to do an episode of it. Did mm-hmm. you know that there is a Sesame Street based show that is, anim- that is animated that has Cookie Monster, Abby and Elmo as robots <laughs> who can grow like giant man slash ant man and who solve very mundane problems. <laughs> and they're all fucking robots. Yeah, yeah, that is Mecha Builders. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen, and I've seen it a lot over the last week. I I don't know how that got into the executive suites. Yeah. And how the executives were convinced that this was a good idea. Um honestly, I I haven't I've only seen it from afar a uh, very few times. Uh, I watched three episodes know. today as a matter of fact. It just seems bug nutty insane it's absolutely insane and uh anybody's got kids at home just here you go red meat watch <laughs> it we will be, again if we ever come back and do more my three dads if if i need a ninth podcast to do again <laughs> uh we're doing it because i just i have to mention it somewhere or i will explode the fact that this exists is absolute insanity to me That's sorry fair. for derailing derailment over um Hey, Gina, why don't you call a big bird and see if you can get uh, on Dude. that right staff? Okay. I I need his unlisted number. He's notoriously <laughs> private. That's a fact. I uh, mean, you just drive by his Malibu place. Mm, it's very gated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, I think he lives across the street from like a Kardashian, right? Isn't that? That's That seems about right. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't remember which one. It doesn't matter. Chloe? Candiria. Candace. Um, is Candace a Kardashian? Koopa Chabra. That's definitely a Kardashian. I remember that one. So the urchin shows up at the cave anyway, empty handed, as he gets himself out of the net because he finds a jagged clam to cut the net, which was wild. <laughs> um, and he just he saves the day by going to the top of the entrance to the cave and finding a giant rock and dropping it like almost on the octopus's head. Who then runs away and in my head, I'm like, that's a bad plan. You're going to cover the entrance. I thought the same thing. Like, what are you doing? Wasn't a problem. What are you going to do? Didn't matter. Did not matter. Gets everybody out. Here we go. But now we have a secondary problem. Uh, Oh, Ariel gets the glow shell as well. Very important. She does manage to wrangle one here. But now the evil Manta has the trident and the he, the, eel, the eel is like an idiot. Like at this point, I don't even know, dude. Like this, what are you doing? Sell it in the market. I don't know. But like you'll get arrested and murdered. Don't do that. But he <laughs> takes it to the evil Manta who takes it immediately from him and is like, this will help me rule the sea. And then he doesn't even pay him like this is real. This is real Trump stuff here. Yeah. <laughs> Not paying his contractors, you know, just skeevy garbage. Didn't make me happy. I'll let you leave with your life. That's payment enough. It's like, man, <sighs> trying to make a living out. Listen, here. this eel should have known better. <laughs> now this eel has to try to like rob the house of Macaulay Culkin at like Christmas time, you know, to make ends meet. Because he's Joe Pesci. Yeah, no, I, I got. That. If you explain the joke, it makes it ten times better. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, it does. Amazingly. 
the eel does know where the uh, the evil uh, manta ray is and is ready to sell our heroes a map. <laughs> I like the bit. I'll honest, I like this bit. I like this character. Uh, he annoyed me a few times, but I really liked this. And then finding out it was Dave Coulier after the fact makes me like him 10 times more. <clears throat> uh, but he says, I don't, you know, I can't, I'll, I'll sell you a map on how to get to the evil man. Why he has this map is outrageous. I don't know. I mean, I think he he probably just has, he's, he's a, he's an, an entrepreneurial eel who is like, you know what? It's like, why do any of the people have maps to the stars homes? Someone might want to go there and you can, true. you can make some money. If, if this eel can make money on it, he's going to think ahead. I mean, the guy's name is the evil Manta. Surely someone <laughs> would want to map to his home. Yeah. Some someone would want to go there and get eaten by his dogfish. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, you know what? I love the fact that he's got like this basket full of just this garbage, these terrible shells, just absolute trash. And the only thing he manages to sell it is maps. I think you should lean into that a little bit harder. Yeah, well, I mean, he's trying to diversify. I know, but it's not working. It dries up. You don't want to be stuck holding these things. No, you don't want to be caught holding the map. <laughs> you know what? That's that's not the worst Tim Curry laugh I've ever heard. Yeah. Even Tim Curry phoning it in is better than 99% of the rest of us. So True that. I mean, just keep it real. Um, now, they, they, they got to get around the dogfish. And they figure out the only thing a dogfish uh, loves is a blowfish ball. Yeah. A, an, a a living creature mm-hmm. that they inflate yeah. and use as a beach ball mm-hmm. for the ravenous, monstrous dog. Uh, they do take great care to make sure that the dog never gets to the, um, the fish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So, like, yeah, I don't know. Awfully cavalier uh, with the life of another is all I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the fish seems pretty happy about it. So I was thinking that if we did see it in its mouth, it would just be like gumming it kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hot. <laughs> and also the dog's name is Smiley. Mm-hmm. Smiley the dogfish. I don't know. That that made me laugh. I liked it. I wrote it down. Um. How does the trident allow evil Manta to rule? Doesn't really seem like he does a whole lot with it. <laughs> it's uh, well, I mean, because later on, King Triton essentially says, like, only I can use it as it's meant to be used. Yeah. So this plane was never going to work. So where's the drama? <laughs> I mean, he basically uh, got a free gun. Guy said, hey, uh, you want to buy this gun? He's like, I'll, how about I not shoot you with it? And you walk away. He's like, all right. And he's got now he's got a gun and he's going to rule the seven seas with this gun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is also what uh basically what uh Ursula does too. Uh like she appears to have some she appears to know how to Yeah, because she has things. her own powers because she is a witch. Yeah. Uh but she does she becomes much more powerful when she gets the trident. But yeah, I think this I think this dude thinks uh, I mean, he does get more powerful with it. So, or maybe he'll yeah. he'll does he does he fire it at some point? Well, I believe that the the sales eel gets zapped with it a whole bunch of times on the way over. Yeah. I don't remember him shooting. He might have shot it. I, you know what? It didn't leave an impression on me if he did. Uh, but also, like uh, the king says, like yeah, like anybody can like uh, shoot, shoot electricity it. out of it. 
so I think that's all he did. But that's yeah. the thing is, I guess it's just it's like delusional. His the he says I have the Triton, uh, the tight the Trident. Ugh. I now will be ruler of the seas. To me, that's like some like you know like some like methed out 18 year old in a red state saying now that i finally got me a a, a derringer colt 45 pistol i'm a i'm a rule this country like no you're not like it's just not going to work out that way like i know you feel powerful but you're overestimating your own abilities and your potential in all of these things i just i don't see how that would work because king triton rules with like respect you don't hear a lot of grumbling about his rule, right? I mean, maybe that's because we're not shown it as the viewer. But I like- definitely think there is a a movie or a cartoon or something to be made, like from the perspective of his subjects. And I bet he's a pretty shit king, honestly. God dang it. Why can't we know an animator and make this happen, Robert Clark Chan? If only we knew a TV writer and an animator. <laughs> oh, wait. Nah. It's too bad it's never going to work out Uh, because that's a funny bit because, yeah, on the surface, nobody seems mad at him. Right. He seems like he's doing as good a job, like a King Solomon esque way of doing things. It's not like he's holding down the masses near as we can tell. I I don't know. I don't know. Like it allowed to me, the Triton, the, 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 oh, my God, the Trident staff allows him to put down any one V one challengers to his rule. But it's not like he has this to su- to subjugate an entire ocean. No, know? the the trident does more than that. What else does it do? I mean, like in it can like help things grow. It can like he waves it over the land in the Little Mermaid at some point, and and things sort of spring to life. So it's not just. Like he uses it for a number of things. I think he uses it to control the tides. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Got to rethink everything. All right. You know what? Uh, maybe uh, what we missed of his, uh, you know, kingly duties was doing all that tide moving. The trident is a magical weapon that is featured in The Little Mermaid. It serves <laughs> as the personal weapon of King Triton. It has vast magical abilities capable of controlling the sea and its uh-huh. spoils. And, and thus. Spo- oh, its spoils controlling it. Uh, it's, it's taking it out of him. And thus has been strongly desired by malevolent forces. Uh, so yeah, it, it controls the it controls the sea. And so the- how much can they use it though? Because King Triton does make the point that like I'm the only one that can really use this to its potential. Yeah, they only use its like weapon capabilities. I don't think that they could like grow sea grass or anything with it like he can. Yeah, but like we have farmers, we don't put them in charge. I don't know. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah. You know what? He's made of magic and rainbows and he should rule. And you know what? Why don't we have a monarchy in the United States? I'll say it. Why don't we just get ruled by a ruling family? Fast forward to 10 years when you're listening to this episode in the vault. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Oh no. What what happened? Powers, energy bolts. Mega megathoskinesis, oh where the, it can increase or decrease the size of the user, or something you're pointing at. Uh, the trident sounds can, like just getting ready for an episode of Who Would Win. Oh, the trident boy. can conjure things, it can create a rainbow, shape shifting, can con- can transform its user or other mer people into humans and vice versa. Yeah, God that's damn right. Power. 
Yeah, it's, power. it's, it's under conjuring. <laughs> Levitation, it can levitate more people. That's right, he does. Yeah, and he's in the water. And also, this is what he no, no, no he levitates people out of the water in oh, okay. in the movie. But also it, he uses it to turn Ariel into a human. Uh, can manipulate the bodies of other merpeople or aquatic creatures, forcing them to do the, the user's bidding against their free will. Immobilization, it can in, incapacitate aquatic creatures, merpeople. Uh, it can create... Chan, DC Comics, Aquaman, Gina, King Triton from The Little Mermaid. Who would win? Can create <laughs> different aspects of the weather, such as rainstorms, thunderstorms, etc., it can create ice, manipulate ice. It can shape water it's at ice will. Ice will make a level mutant right there. Yeah. Oh boy, don't you, Chen? This is getting too crossovery it right can, now. It can also it's be me very uncomfortable. It can also be wielded in combat, just like any other any other melee weapon. You. Can, it can also stab people. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's D eight damage right there. Uh, Gina, thank you for that. Uh, I actually do feel more enriched for now knowing all those things. God dang it. Yes. King Triton will probably be appearing on an episode of who would win now because you did that. Um, because he, I've been fucking pushing that dude for months now. Have you? I don't remember no. you ever pushing him. Jesus Christ. It's not loud enough. Mm. Are you going to be in a room with me, Robert Clark Chan and not, and somehow not be the loudest one. Good to know. I'm not the only one Ray ignores. He just ignores everybody. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah anyway uh, a really wild thing here happens where they they put the glow shell down so that way the evil black mantle will put the spear the trident down and then pick up the glow and they just like put it down pick it up put it down pick it up and then he does and then they run off with the trident and you know then he like grabs flounder or something. I don't know. This is supposed to be like the high point of the drama. And I kind of checked out at this moment. I was like, just get to the point where you don't, you have it. And he you doesn't. don't care don't about know. flounder, whether he lives you or know, dies. I'll be honest. Flounder. I found a little <laughs> bit annoying. I find flounder annoying. Um, yeah. The, the, the whole, you know, like you expect this to be something like, okay, well, how do we outwit this, you know, powerful guy? And, their their plan is to wait for him to put it down. <laughs> yeah, he does. I he guess, does. and they grab it. He chases uh. them, and then they shoot him. They fucking shoot him <laughs> because this is a gun metaphor. Oh, that's right. And they did, it's huh? Just it's real weird. They blast him. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I do have it written here. They zap him real good. <laughs> oh dang. Uh, yeah. That's a that's a thing that happens. So they go back to the castle. Because Flounder, he was holding Flounder when he gets shot, and Flounder took some shrapnel. <laughs> Let's just keep yeah. it real. He's he's yeah. he's electrified and so he's like not you, moving. You shoot the uh, I- intruder into your house, but you also accidentally clip your your son, and like now he's in the hospital to continue this sort of weirdly amorphous gun thing. No, that's a thing that Fox News viewers keep doing. Uh, you see it in the news every like every month or so of, you know, uh, late night Fox News, you know, 60 plus boomer uh, with a gun fetish who is, you know, wants to shoot um, one of those people uh, very, very badly. Like his his like college age or, you know, 20 something year old son or daughter comes home late at night 
lets themselves in with their key is in the kitchen making a sandwich and they run downstairs and shoot him. Like that, you see that story all the time right now. And if those boomers had been watching the Little Mermaid cartoon of 1992, maybe they would have learned the lesson before it was too late. Mm. It's frankly upsetting how often that happens, honestly. <laughs> Somebody should do something, right? No. Probably. Probably. No. no. I don't know. Pumping people full of guns and stoking them with fear of the other and then letting them get all drunk. Just, uh. just seems like, you know, I'm. I'll play devil's advocate. Sounds like a recipe for something bad to happen. I think it's manageable. I think we can hold out until we die. From one of these people. Well, I mean. Regrettably. Anyway, back at the castle. King Triton gets his uh, gets his groove back. Uh, uses the, the spear. I guess he uses, saves Flounder right away. He's just like, well, let's just make the, take this bullet hole away. Yeah. That's a thing that a gun can do. You know, the way guns famously remove bullets. Although, to be fair, I have seen Tenet. So, mm, checkmate. Oh. Uh, and then there's then and then we get the speech that all three of us keyed into. You're telling me that you understood Tenet, but you still don't understand Legion. Can I tell you right now? I do understand Tenet. It took me, t- it took me, uh, I watched the first half of it and then uh, my wife fell asleep. So then we went back and I just watched the whole movie again because she fell asleep pretty early on. <laughs> and so I've seen, I, I watched it one and a half times and to, you know, we got about an hour, hour and a half into it. And I was like, I absolutely understand this movie. Why is this the thing I actually click with <laughs> and understand? And so many things that are not as complicated as this escape me. But yeah, I'm going to say right now, and this is not a, a bravado. It's just, I absolutely understood Tenet. Don't ask me to explain it, but I know I understand it. Yeah. This is the speech we all keyed up on, though. Oh, I shouldn't have left this, like, not locked up. (laughs) It's a very dangerous weapon. Something really bad could have happened. Something should never be left unattended. I promise to be more careful from now on. We must all be more careful from now on. Did he look right at the camera when he said that? Because it feels like that's what happened. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Odd. Odd. It was so heavy handed because, and again, all three of us immediately were like, okay. <laughs> and uh, I mean, honestly, in 1988 or 92 or whenever this was made, uh, the 92. uncontrol argument was in a very different place. It was. And it just, um, it just reads weird today the assault weapons ban was still in effect and we didn't have the mass shootings on the scale that we have like they that's just not a thing that happened i mean here's the thing uh the little mermaid went off the air and we started having mass shootings Mm -hmm. so i think the only conclusion that can be drawn is that we need to bring back uh little mermaid to save america seems obvious sounds like your political Um, do the math do the math yeah, I mean, look, it's it's a real coincidence. That was it, 96? The assault weapons ban uh, expired, was allowed to expire, and then immediately afterwards, mass shootings became an everyday occurrence of the country? Well, no. I'm no, sure no, it's not coincidence. The, the, the first big one happened in 1999, so. Was that Columbine? Yeah. Yeah. So it took, okay, it took them a couple of years. Uh, but they haven't stopped, just for the record. They did stop, actually, for two years when a million Americans were dying in a quarantined pandemic. 
That was kind of nice, honestly. God uh, for COVID. Yeah, honestly, I look back at that. And I'm just like, you know, at least the, at least the mass shooting stopped for a while. <laughs> Probably not the best attitude to have. Um, and then, yeah, that's how I knew. That's how I knew COVID was over when the mass shooting started up again. <laughs> that is a very depressing thing I just said, but a true Nature statement. Is healing. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Damn. That's so upsetting. Oh, I'm so mad right now. I'm so mad and I'm laughing. Uh, that's comedy. Uh, okay, this puts us at the end. We're giving away our gifts now. Uh, and they give him. Uh, I love the bit where the one daughter's like, I gave him crown polish last year. I'm going to give him crown polish this year. And so she gives it to King Triton. And he's like, this is so thoughtful. Thank you so much. Turns around to a curio cabinet opens it up and there are 9,000 bottles of this crown polish in there. Yeah. And he just puts it next to them and closes it and turns back around again. I did howl with delight when I saw that. I loved that bit. <laughs> Dude should polish his crown every now and then. Yeah, why aren't you polishing your oh, crown, I bet he's polishing his crown. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an gets- for that. <laughs> he's, oh, boy. He gets uh, gifted the glowing shell. It's, of course, the best gift he's ever going to get. It's wonderful. He gets gifted the squid ink pen by urchin lest we forget this kid still exists because the whole thing here is he wasn't going to give king triton a gift because he doesn't have a father because he's an orphan okay and ariel convinces him you're like a son to him he's like a father i think she said he's like a father to you which kind of is hilarious because it's a one-way street in that regard (laughs) um and i'm hoping that i remember remembering that right because that's kind of wild um so she gets him the pen and he's just like, I've always considered you a little bit of a son. So thank you for this. Yes. Hold on. You want to try to get the poll? You know what he says oh. when Urchin like spends his hard earned cash? I don't know where he gets it from. He's but, picking you know, like, pockets he, all day. He, he tries to. Yeah. Like Urchins do. Uh, he tries to do a thing for this person he considers, you know, like a father figure. And he's really putting himself out there. You know, this urchin obviously is, you know, really defensive and closed off because, uh, um, you know, he's lived kind of a hard life. Yeah. And, and the king says to him, thank you, urchin, though I'm not really your father. Dude. Ooh, no, yeah, that's right. it's a fake out. That's right. It's a fake out. That's right. Do you oh. really need to, Didn't need to, to say rub that, that dude. shit in? It's a Did fake out. Didn't need to say that. And mm. then the kid is delighted at the second half of the sentence. That's all that matters. Mm. That kid's going to grow up to be a serial I killer anyway. I consider you part of the family. Part of the family, not his son. No. That would be, <laughs> in, be, like a that would be insane. That would be insane if he was like, I still consider you my son. That would be well, insane and weird. But that's what Ariel convinced him of. Yeah, he was saying, she was saying, she, like, he's the closest thing you have to a dad. So get him a fucking gift, you little goober. Uh, uh, hey, consider hey, you hey, part Ray. of the family, like a dog. <laughs> yes. No, a dog is something people want. Oh, God dang. Wow. wow. All right, I'll adopt him. I'll adopt him. Urchin, get over here. You were the one who was annoyed by him the most. Oh, I hate him so much, but maybe I can change him. <laughs> he'll kill yeah, you in your sleep. Maybe you come to my house and learn to be less annoying. No, he'll kill you in your sleep one night. Oh, uh, that's probably fine. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Chan, you had a point to make. No, I, I really didn't. It's just. I knew we were so excited for this point. No, I want to hear it, Chan. 
No, I just, it's just, it's just a horrible thing to say. <laughs> like it, would you tell your daughter, like, look, no. I know that like biologically, oh my I'm God. not really your father, oh, but I really consider you my daughter. I consider you part of the family is so much worse. He's got like, other he, daughters to focus on. This little brat wants all his time. He's He look, doesn't know what he's doing. I, I'm telling maybe you, I given think his my, parents swam away from him. Given my uh, legitimate family situation, when he dropped that out there, uh, my mouth just dropped open. <laughs> just like, yeah. fuck off yeah. all the way. <laughs> What are you, Marjorie Taylor Green up in this shit? What he is happening right now? Shit. He doesn't know that kid shit. He doesn't know that kid shit, but he was given a gift. Oh, boy. Say something nice. He did. <laughs> that wasn't nice. He immediately reminded him of his place. That's 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 some Logan Roy secession shit right there. That's not cool, man. <laughs> I think Gina may be taking the wrong lessons from succession. Oh, uh, maybe. These are these are good people. They're doing well, right? Make that should, fucking murky do bore on the floor. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, look, I haven't. I'm not caught up all the way yet. I'm halfway through season four. What? So nobody spoil anything. Gina, I started season one like two and a half weeks ago. We'll get to like, it. I'm blazing why, through why it as fast as I can. So long because I'm doing nine thousand podcasts and well, a job I, and a baby. I'm halfway through uh, starting Succession, so okay. I feel like I Jam? can catch up maybe. Yeah, in, but uh, you're not warning people years. not to give you spoilers. Because I'm going to have it watched in like in like a week, so I don't have much longer to go. It's not like I'm mid-season one saying, don't tell me anything. I've got seven more eps to go. I can do that in like three TV sessions. No, so. you, don't get to, you don't get to be behind on watching shit and then care about spoilers. I do with the two of you <laughs> when I ask you politely, just if you know things, don't tell me. Now, you were mad at people online the other day, too, for spoiling things. And that's like, that's like, uh, if you care about no. it, then don't go online. No, I'll tell you, I was mad about something because I get, here's the thing. The thing that really makes me mad is when people on the East Coast watch it spoil it on Twitter before the people on the West coast even have the opportunity to watch it. That's not like, how can't time you keep works. it in your pants for like three hours. No, you were talking about Ted Lasso, which had already aired. I had already watched it when you were complaining yeah, the, about it. Yeah. But Gina, you've already seen the flash movie and it doesn't come out. I didn't, at, at I the did time not, for like two I weeks. did not watch that Ted Lasso early. I wouldn't spoil something that I had seen in a screening, but you it, were complaining about, you were like, Oh, people on Twitter are spoiling Ted Lasso. And it's like, yeah, it's cause it's the fucking finale. And it had aired an hour ago. An hour ago. You can't keep it in your pants no, for then like, stay like 24 offline. hours. What are you talking about? Then stay offline if you care that much. That's outrageous. No, look, I did mute every succession that. term and every character's name on Twitter to absolutely prevent that from happening. So Why I'm don't doing you just my part. not go on Twitter? How am I supposed to? I am terminally online, Gina. How am I not going to be on Twitter? It's a problem. Why not just tell the alcoholic, don't drink? I oh, wait, do, that is I what they would. do. That is I've what they tried. do. Yeah, no, it turns out, yeah, that's actually pretty good advice. Um, anyway, he uses the goddamn squid pen, and then it blows up in his face for like the 900th time this episode. And then they all get a hearty chuckle, and the show ends. 
Yes. He, tra- he uses some mermaid. squid ink to torture uh, Sebastian. Yeah. It's a real anti anti cephalopod um, uh, uh, message in this episode. Uh, crabs are not cephalopods. Wasn't They're it? Wasn't it a squid octopus. and an octopus? Everyone's getting it here. D- what? No, I don't. Mm, I don't. Well, if it turns out I'm right about cephalopods, you'll never hear the end of it. The bad guy's a manta ray. That's no. not a cephalopod. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But honestly, honestly, in this episode, I'll argue that the giant octopus bigger villain than the evil manta ray. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, in terms of uh, effectiveness, definitely. Yeah. Uh, uh, bad manta doesn't do shit. And I don't even understand why he's there. He threatens to squish uh, Flounder to death. Yeah. And he doesn't. Like, the dude is enormous. He could have just popped that goddamn fish's head like a pimple, and he just, like, squirt, Yeah, but squirt, then he would have no more leverage. Like, He's got to hold on to him for the leverage. Oh! No leverage? Cephalopod is a member of the molluscan class, uh, such as squid, octopus, cuttlefish, or nautilus. So I yeah. did not do a bad job with that. No, I no, said but, crabs. I said crabs Yeah, aren't. because we were talking about But I was Sebastian. talking about squids and octopus, so... What did Sebastian do? Did he even do anything in this episode? We, I, I literally had just said he uses the squid ink to torture Sebastian. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I wasn't saying Sebastian came off bad. I was saying that the squid himself, who poofs him, comes off bad. Am I crazy? I don't know what's happening anymore. Yes. No. Wait. So why do we hate Sebastian? <laughs> <laughs> is this another Ted Lasso situation? <laughs> I don't know why I'm supposed to hate Sebastian. <sighs> I'm sorry, Gina. <laughs> Can we go? We should go. Should <laughs> Listen, okay. Go. So go to patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast or facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast or check us out on Twitter at GI Joe podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm also on there individually at Almighty Ray. Yes, you are. I'm on AE Doubleback at. That does sound like him. <laughs> Why is Marvin the Martian kidding? <laughs> it sounded like it sounded accurate. <laughs> I'm at Gina Ippy. If you haven't gone to at 999 RPMs for the parody Robert Clark Chan account, you are missing out. Are you? I don't think there's anything there. The joke is it's shut down. <laughs> You got got.
got, 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 Nickelodeon. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, Give it up, Jimmy. You gotta sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world, and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found.